and in my opinion, a much better bet than the S&P 500. If you oh, <laughs> Today, we're going to look at some TikTok videos we've had sent to us and give our guidance on if it's accurate or completely incorrect advice. This is how you could make $1 million in 15 years without starting a business, without taking massive risks, and without doing any okay. work. Sound too good to be true? Yes, it does. Well, it's not. Let's talk compound interest. Right. The most famous version of this is the S&P 500. The S&P 500 gives you, on average, 10.5% interest per Accurate. year. If you were to invest yeah. $500 per month into this, over the course of 30 years, you would be a millionaire. But we don't have 30 years to waste, so let's come up with a better strategy. If we assume Bitcoin yeah. is uh, $500,000 right. in around Hold 10, on, hold on. Pretty sure I just saw if we assume Bitcoin is... <laughs> we can't, we can't is, wait 30 years, so let's do Bitcoin instead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just saw if we assume Bitcoin hits 500,000. That's a that's an <laughs> assumption like I've never seen before, probably. <laughs> that's a big one. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, if Bitcoin was going to get you there faster, why not do everything in Bitcoin instead of just doing... This is, is that what he's going to say? Well, I don't know. I'm assuming Let's... so. If he says, so he does say right here, I see the subtitles, which I think is optimistic. So maybe he's optimistic that 500K a coin in what was I mean, it? 10.5%. I mean, he said interest, but 10.5% returns on average, which sounds right to me. I don't have that number in front of me. That sounds right. Yeah, roughly 10. I mean, that's pretty good. And it's pretty time tested. Bitcoin is not that battle tested like the S&P 500. Yeah, getting the S&P 500 if it's 10.5% with dividends historically as an average is an amazing thing your money can do when all you need to do is deposit it into an investment account and leave it alone. Better strategy. If we assume Bitcoin is going to hit $500,000 in around 10 years, which I think is optimistic but reasonable, and if we are to assume Bitcoin hits $1 million in 15 years, <laughs> which is a little bit less realistic but certainly possible, here is how you can become a millionaire very easily. If you were to invest $300 per month so into simple. Bitcoin over the next 10 years, you would have $275,000 for a $36,000 investment uh. or $600,000 in 10 years. And if you can afford to invest $500 per month into Bitcoin over the next 10 years, you will have $600,000 or $1.1 million over the next 15 years. Now, these are all very achievable investment targets for someone who has a decent, normal paying job. And in my opinion, a much better bet than the S&P 500. If you oh, no. <laughs> okay. It started off so smooth and yeah. then it went down Bitcoin, which we're it's not. like, oh, he's going to talk about compound interest, which is, yeah, that's great. Not yeah. anti-Bitcoin at all. I think what's con there was a lot of math in there. I wasn't quite tracking of monthly deposit, which is yeah. looking at compounding. But I yeah. mean, Bitcoin's what, 18-ish, 19,000 a coin right now. Yeah. Why not just buy one coin? If it's going to be a million a coin in 15 years, that's a great, just buy a coin. Yeah, take out a loan. <laughs> do do anything. If this is going to hit a million a coin, it's eighteen thousand. For certain, it's going to hit. I $1, I don't want to. Very wanna, achievable, he said. I don't want to go get my financial calculator to do kind of the present value and what this compounds at. But if that were to happen, that is such incredible compounding. If you were to do that and turn that money into that, you have outperformed Warren Buffett. You've outperformed Jim Simons. You are the greatest <laughs> investor in the history of investing. If you turn 
those couple hundred dollar a month payments into a million dollars in 15 years. You're the greatest ever. Again, nothing against Bitcoin, nothing against No, I mean, we, person, we actually, in our portfolios, we have a small allocation to Bitcoin because- yeah, I think it's well worth it. We, it's a small allocation, like 2%. I mean, we don't know what Bitcoin is going to do, but I do mm -hmm. think that the bullish case for it, if it really is a real currency that can dethrone other currencies, I mean, it, it deserves a small allocation in a portfolio. But that being said, I mean, we have our value at risk of 2%, so small- because there is a possibility it goes to zero or near zero. Yeah. And if this is your plan. Don't put your only savings of $500 per month into all of one asset class. Yeah, Bitcoin, this could very well not work out. Whereas the S&P, well. you're at least diversified amongst large cap 500 different companies. <laughs> that's quite a, that's a good one. I like that one. The banks are totally going to hate me for this. But if you have a large sum of money and you don't know what to do with it, Consider cash value life insurance. It's oh, off the radar oh, of the IRS. You don't have any 1099 to fill out. You don't get a 1099-R when you take loans or withdrawals. And your banker may not tell you about it. You know why? They don't get paid for it. I'll tell you who does get paid for it. <laughs> life insurance salesperson. And that's who's telling you about it. I've, I've said this time and time again. There's um, If you look at buildings across big cities one of the some of the biggest buildings are banks they're also insurance companies yeah and the reason they have such big buildings is because they make so much money and yes. they don't make so much money because they're doing what's best for the client they make money in other ways they're not just giving you the best solution for your personal finances and able to sponsor football stadiums it's not right. quite how it works unfortunately i mean you you know me i'm a bit of an insurance skeptic at heart because yeah, I've me too. come across a lot of sharks. I've come across a lot of bad products given to good intention but naive clients, and they've just been taken care of. And yeah, maybe, maybe I don't, I don't know why they're going on TikTok, but I'm sure that there's a lot of naive individuals on TikTok, and the sharks smell blood. So yeah, I think the trend I see is there's this theory of hey, this is what the rich are doing. This is what the wealthy are doing and you should follow this. And that's usually not the best advice I, because what somebody's doing, like what Jeff Bezos is doing to structure his personal finances, is probably not what a local W-2 earner who makes $80,000 no. a year should do. And Jeff Bezos didn't become rich by buying whole no, life insurance. No, he did not. This is usually, we talked about it in our video. I don't video know anybody of who became rich by buying whole life insurance. Zero people did. <laughs> the people who sold it might have. Yeah. That person became rich off of it. Yeah. Um, we talked about in our sequence of savings, right? Where should we save our money first? And occasionally, there might be some places for a permanent life insurance solution or estate planning could be involved in that, where there are certain insurance policies that potentially could make sense for somebody with 30 plus million dollar net worth. To protect those assets. There are yeah. asset protection or there's something where an estate planning where uh, children might inherit a state or a business and there's no liquidity, they need a permanent insurance policy to pay out upon their death so that their heirs can pay the estate tax bill without having to sell assets. That's where policies like this can make sense, but that's the rarity. And what I've seen is like that. This is being sold as if it's a secret. Nobody knows about it. The IRS doesn't know about it. Yeah. Your bankers don't tell you about it. Like I've got the secret you need. <laughs> this is what the wealthy do. And it's just, it's just not the case. No, yeah. that's not the case at all. In this video, I'm going to expose the biggest tax loophole in oh, history. Man. Aren't you sick of giving so much of your money to the IRS every year? Because I am too. What most people don't know is that there are legal ways and loopholes to get around paying taxes. 
If you have an LLC, a limited liability company, you just write taxes off at the end of the year. But let's take that a step further. If you convert your LLC into a 508C1A non-taxable trust, they cannot tax you on any income. Oh, Let me know what you think in the comments dear. and follow me for Hold on. Oh, Hold dear. on. He said a 508C1A. That's the... The ministry. Church related. The, 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 the church yeah. non-for-profit organization, Correct. right? That's a not-for-profit where you are some sort of FBO, a faith-based organization. So you just so he says all you have to do is just convert your LLC to this and you don't have to pay any taxes. That's what it sounded like, yeah. As that's long as doozy. you're running a church or some type of a That's a doozy. Yeah, that's <laughs> a another big trend is is trusts and <laughs> LLCs. And LLC, I want to see it again what he said about an LLC cuz there's a common misconception that LLCs do something magical for your taxes. Oh, it's writing off the tax, writing off expenses at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's of the year. got nothing to do with it. No, that's just yeah, I yeah, you write off expenses. That's what all organizations yeah, do. Yeah, if you're a business, whether you have an LLC or not, if you have an actual business, you can right. write off your expenses Even that are related to the yeah. business. If yeah. you have an LLC, yeah, you can still do that, but you don't need an LLC to do that. <laughs> an LLC is just a limited liability company. It's just a structure, but it's not a specific tax entity that gives you some sort of tax break. Yeah, I've seen this constantly on TikTok. It's, hey, create an LLC. Dude, TikTok, man. Which, first of all, you need a valid business to do. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. just write off. And plus, there's the hobby rule, which is where the IRS, if you aren't earning a profit two out of five years, the IRS is going to say, you clearly have a hobby. Mm -hmm. You're calling a business. We're not going to let you go and write off everything related to this because you're clearly not running a business because a business is designed to be for profit. Right. And it looks like you've created a sham business to try to write off your cell phone bill. Or your home office. And or... that's clearly what this guy is kind of alluding to. It's like, hey, you know, there's a great way to minimize your taxes. But he takes it an impressive step <laughs> further and says to I create mean... <laughs> a charitable organization at the end, which is, I, I no offense to this person, don't know them. Uh, that's, that's what we would probably call tax fraud. Yeah. No, this that's, is tax fraud. You can't just create yeah. an LLC when you don't for a non-business and say, I've got a business when you don't. And then somehow funnel that money into a faith-based organization charity to be exempt from paying tax. I don't know. This gets a very low grade. This is probably a zero oh, out of 10 on this, this one. This is, yeah, negative, I don't even think of a one point. Maybe negative two. Yeah, I like the idea of giving points. You're probably going to jail. Let's 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 do <laughs> this that. Is, this, this, this is, is a fraud. zero out of 10. This is a zero out of 10 with right. no explanation. He just ends the video. Hi there, my name is Liz. Um, I just quit a financial advising job because they wanted me to try to upsell people and sell them things that they don't need. Okay. So I'm gonna yep. give you free advice. Like Number one piece of advice, especially if you're someone like me in their uh, early to mid 20s who just started working or you just graduated and just got your big girl job, look for what is called an IUL account. Oh. Dear. Many different variations, but the basic premise of an IUL account is that it's a, it is a life insurance policy that can also be used as a savings account. Oh, you no. pay into this life insurance policy that also accumulates cash value that you can use while you're alive. So it's not just a just-in-case, oh, when I die, my family can pay for stuff. It's also to help you save for things like retirement. And when you finally get that money out for your retirement, it's tax-free. And I know that you're probably thinking, but Liz, I already have a savings so account. Good. Sure, I'm I sure did. you do. I do too. But your savings account probably gets you anywhere from 0.1 to maybe 1%. An IUL account can grow your money at anywhere from 3 to 10%. So let's say, for big range. example, <laughs> Very big range. you set up a policy that gives you half a million dollars. 
And the payments on that policy are $300 a month. Just as an example. Why is she doing there are a ton of different like variations of policies know. out there. That's this is question. just an idea. That cash value isn't just sitting there in some bank account. It is actually being invested by the insurance company for you in high yield, but yet very safe investments. <laughs> no. Now let's say you fall on hard times and you can't afford $300 a month. Most policies will allow you to pay as low as half and still keep your policy. So you can pay down to like $150 a month and still keep all of the benefits of your same policy while it's still accumulating that cash value. It just won't accumulate as quickly because you're not depositing as much. But Liz, what if I start making more money and want to pay more on it? A lot of policies will let you pay a little bit more on it up to a certain degree, um, but you can always open another one. You can always open another one. Keep two different policies open. Please don't. And that way you have investments in two different things. So on the off chance that something horrible happens, (laughs) you have a more varied portfolio. So you've been saving in an IUL account for most of your life. Yeah, you got two separate accounts. And you're ready to retire. (laughs) You tell the company, I want... $75,000 as my yearly salary from my account. What they will do is they will take that from the cash value of your policy, which has been accumulating over all this time, and give it to you while the rest of the money is still continually investing in itself and growing without you having to do anything to it. You can also set up an account for your kids as young as 16 days old for things like weddings and college. College, or you could just (laughs) open up a college account. That was something else. It started off good. Um, yeah. We've seen a lot of advisors. There's a lot of people that feel like they have to sell stuff. Yep. If you're in an insurance environment or maybe at a bank or a brokerage, sometimes you feel like you have to sell that company's proprietary product, right? Yep. I work at a bank. They want me to open checking accounts and mortgages. They don't want me to give personalized good advice. Right. Right. So it started off good, but I just, I really struggle to see situations where for a 20 year old, an IUL makes sense, or let alone for your children who are 16. <laughs> I think 16 again, days old. This is, we were not, we did not know what videos we would look at. And then we've already seen this trend of another Ooh. insurance. There was a lot sale. to unpack there. There too. was a whole lot to unpack, um, uh, a whole lot. But once again, you know, an index universal life insurance policy, you're getting both a life insurance policy and you are quote investing. And the index term just means it's going to index to an index fund. So they'll use maybe the S and P 500 mm-hmm. and the usual sales pitch of these is, Hey, you won't lose any money. If you invest in the stock market, it's very scary. Bad things happen. You can lose money. And what they end up doing is they then put a cap on it, right? That's the Mm -hmm. index portion of it where they'll say, hey, our index we're using is the S&P 500. The highest return you'll get will be 8%, Mm -hmm. but it won't ever be less than 0%. Mm -hmm. And what people don't realize is just that skewness of investment returns where the investment is positively skewed and the reality is, while it might average 10%, it rarely ever returns that. Right. It's not really returning between 5 and 12%. It's negative numbers or it's really high positive numbers. Like positive 32%. So if you have a, a 2021 where the market returns 29% or something like that, yeah. and you're capped at 8%, yeah. your insurance company gets to keep that huge difference. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating about these policies is they're sold on the basis of don't invest. The market is very volatile. But what the insurance company does is they take your money and they invest they it invest in the it. same vehicles they told you not to invest in, knowing they only need to pay you a little portion and yeah. they're going to keep that rest. And as I said earlier, they're going to build that nice big building. They're going to sponsor and the NFL stadium. And you pay fees on top of that. And you pay giant fees on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, do not use this as your savings account. That's not what it's designed to be. No. I, I, and I'm assuming she's alluding to the fact that you can like take a loan against it or you can take out just the – 
the actual like cash balance of your yeah plan. exactly and that's part of the appeal is, is a lot of times they'll say hey this is a tax-free withdrawal you can take and yes most of the time it's tax-free and one of the big reasons why is because you're just taking your own money Principle. back yeah you're just taking your own money if you over 30 years put 50 grand into this policy no matter what you've got fifty thousand dollars you could take out right and you don't pay tax i mean she started out by saying hey i just quit this job because i was a salesperson having to sell product but then goes on to pitch an insurance product. Yeah, being one of the most notorious just, insurance products yeah. possible. Yeah. What what would you give that one? What do we do on our scale? Zero out of ten? Zero out of ten. I mean, um <laughs> Do we even give that I one? I can't give points. I can't I give can't points. I can't give a point for that one either. I mean Maybe it's a one. Maybe I give it one for the very beginning that she quit she her job because she did not like being a salesperson. So you gotta give yeah, her at least the respect point that. for that. Yeah. But yeah, the other nine points, I didn't see any other. I didn't see anywhere I could give her any points oh, for that. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a strong start. Man. Making millions of dollars in crypto is not rocket science. Buy early on the right projects and sell near the all-time high. I wish it was that buy easy. Buy the right yeah, project. Why didn't, yeah. you, why didn't we all just sell stocks a few months ago before it went down and then just buy them before it goes back up and it's just do so that? Simple. Just keep doing that over and over again. I mean, that's that's what all the great investors do, Why right? is it so hard? Yeah. Yeah, just buy it on its way up and then sell it at the top and then then find the next thing that's yeah. – and then buy that and sell it at the top. And if it's high, just wait. Yeah. Just wait, wait till it goes back down. Yeah. And then buy because it was, is going to go back up. I think that was a 10 out of 10 for me. That was, that was sound advice. No, that, that was, was that was great. Yeah, that was great. Well, this was fun. Yeah, this was this, good. This was good. Yeah. We, Until we next time, <laughs> we'll be doing this again. Thanks for listening to The Wealth Fix. We created this show to educate people like you to make smarter financial decisions. If you love our show, please consider subscribing, giving us a five-star rating, and most importantly, sharing this podcast with a friend. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as investment, tax, or other financial advice. Be sure to visit thewealthfix.com for more information. Thank you.